Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to The Debrief from the Business of Fashion, where each week we go deep on our most popular BOF professional stories with the correspondents who created them. I'm Lauren Sherman. In September 2022, Yvonne Chouinard, founder of the Ventura, California-based Patagonia, one of the world's most successful outerwear brands, announced a radical departure. Going forward, almost all of Patagonia's shares would be held by a nonprofit organization, tasked with reinvesting its profits projected at some $100 million a year in fighting the climate crisis. Essentially, he gave the company away. Schnard's move is unlikely to be replicated by any other apparel brand anytime soon, but it does indicate there may be a sea chain afoot in how fashion runs their businesses, especially as the climate crisis becomes more urgent. Today, I have with me BOF's resident sustainability expert, Sarah Kent, to break down what Chouinard's move really means and its implications for the fashion industry. Sarah, so great to have you back on The Debrief. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always so much fun to be here. So let's talk about this Patagonia thing. The news was broken in The New York Times but it made headlines all around the world. It's a huge, huge deal in business. I mean, it was kind of remarkable because if you break it down to its most simple form, what we had is the founder and owner of a company giving it away to charity, essentially. But he didn't, you know, we've seen in the past where founders have perhaps rarely, but on occasion, sold off their company and taken all those proceeds and, and made really, really large charitable donations. But what Patagonia's founder, Yvonne Chouinard, has sought to do is create a structure for his company whereby he has made it so that in perpetuity, Patagonia's profits will be directed towards charitable endeavors focused on fighting climate change. So it's embedding into the very governance of the business a way to make sure that its profits are used for the purpose he wants them to be used for. So can you do us all a favor and really break down what it means by giving it away? Yes. So the way the business has been restructured, all of the shares that were previously held by the Chouinard family have now been given away to two different entities. 2%, which are the voting shares of the company, have been put into a trust, which will govern the company and ensure that the way it operates remains in line with the sort of values of ethical and environmentally responsible business practices that Chouinard set it up to follow. And the other 98% will be held by a nonprofit, which will receive all of the company's profits 
and will be responsible for distributing them to causes focused on fighting climate change. And that's estimated to be about $100 million a year. There was some information that came out afterwards. I think it was a Bloomberg piece that talked about how he and his family are also going to get a big tax break because of this. I'm in no way insinuating that that was his motivation, but it would be good to just clarify what this means for him as, you know, an individual in the U.S. There are tax efficiencies to the way this is being structured to ensure that the money is distributed in a way that means more money goes to the charitable organizations that Yvonne Chouinard and his family have chosen, and less of that money goes into the pocket of the taxman in between. And the way that's been structured is that Previously, the money would have been distributed to Yvon Chouinard and his family. They would have paid tax on that, and then they could have donated it to a charity. By setting up the company structure so that the profits go directly into an organization that is structured as a nonprofit, that income tax is avoided. However, the restructuring itself was not structured in a way that meant that the Chouinard family escaped taxes. So they are paying taxes on any gains that are made from this restructuring. Is there any precedence for this in the U.S. or or really anywhere else? Has any major business leader ever done something like this? The closest example that was cited in the New York Times was where a company was sold and the proceeds were donated. And in fact, this is still pretty rare, pretty unique. What was the reaction to this online and in the business community generally? Initially, very optimistic, but this was quite shocking. And I don't mean that shocking in a bad way. I mean, in a sort of This is pretty unprecedented. Individuals don't do this. And it's not something I think it kind of almost broke the bounds of what people had imagined business should look like. And Patagonia has been agenda setting in the way it operates in many parts of its organization throughout its lifetime. And I think this is another example of really setting a framework for how a business could be structured in a way that is more ethical. That doesn't escape that it's still working within the system of capitalism. There's there's still a question about whether or not We need to tear down the whole structure and system in which we operate altogether. But within the current framework that the business world lives, this is pretty remarkable. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. When I first started writing BOF, it was out of pure passion for this industry and with an eye to how the disruptive forces of digitization, globalization and consumer shifts would change the way fashion works. 15 years later, we are well on our way to helping to define the fashion business of the future. As I travel the world, some of you ask me, what's the best way to support BOF as we continue to act as your guide during these turbulent times? The best way to support BOF is to support our journalism by joining BOF Professional, the largest community of fashion professionals in the world. A BOF professional membership gives you access to our agenda-setting insights and analysis, which you won't find anywhere else, plus the opportunity to learn from our talented team of correspondents and editors, as well as our wider network of the fashion industry's leading creatives, thinkers, and futurists. Follow the link in the episode notes to learn more. 
You can join BOF Professional today with an exclusive 25% discount on an annual membership covering key industry topics from sustainability to technology to marketing with access to our case studies, live events, and iOS app. To get this special offer and benefit from 25% off of a membership, head to the link in the episode show notes or enter the coupon code DEBRIEF at checkout. Visit businessoffashion.com slash memberships. Looking at the history of Patagonia, can you speak a bit about what does make it a unique business, especially as it pertains to apparel and the marketing and selling of fashion and how other businesses and entrepreneurs and CEOs have been inspired by what Patagonia does? Patagonia started out as a pretty hippie, crunchy brand selling sports gear, climbing gear, always been very focused on ethical and responsible business practices, really driven by the founder, Yvonne Chouinard himself and his way of thinking. So one of the things that started doing very early on was donating 1% of all proceeds towards charitable causes. And this was something that it was just doing until the early 2000s when Yvonne, with some others, created something called the 1% Pledge, which has now become a corporate movement. Other things that he himself or Patagonia spearheaded within the fashion industry, Patagonia helped bring together the industry to establish the Sustainable Apparel Coalition, which is an organization which has looked at ways to measure the industry's environmental impact. It's come under quite some scrutiny, and I think deservedly so. You and I have talked about this before, but prior to that moment when the SAC was established, it was pretty unusual for the industry to collaborate on anything. And then within its own business itself, Patagonia famously has exhorted consumers not to buy things from Patagonia. It's taken out full page ads in the New York Times on Black Friday saying, hey, don't buy our stuff, slow down, doing things that go against the grain of what you would expect a successful fashion business to do and yet still being successful. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Successful. It's a tricky thing to pull off. It reminds me of in the movie Miracle on 34th Street, one of the plot points is that people are told they they make up this marketing scheme where when they come into Macy's, Macy's doesn't have exactly what you want or you can find it somewhere more affordable. Macy's offers information and intel. And by doing that, they somehow 
win over the loyalty of the consumer because the consumer trusts them and their sales go up. And the fact that that sort of marketing where it's this radical honesty, we talk a lot about radical transparency in this market, but radical honesty ends up actually helping you generate more sales. And Sarah, you cover a lot of companies that try to employ this type of marketing, but Patagonia is sort of seen as the gold standard. Why do you think they're able to manage that balance? I don't want to use a sort of lazy buzzword, but I'm going to use a lazy buzzword and say authenticity. I think that Patagonia does a lot that is not the kind of thing that you would think of as marketing. They spend a lot of time doing lobbying against oil pipelines and putting money behind political campaigns that they don't really talk about in terms of marketing. And then on top of that, put out an ad saying, don't buy our stuff. It doesn't ring hollow, whereas a brand that doesn't seem to be demonstrating that kind of less consumer friendly work behind the scenes does it. It doesn't look as credible. And I think that's part of it. And I also think Patagonia is honest about its tension, even when announcing um, this new structure. They acknowledged that they are still sitting in this really awkward tension and space that they are diverting their profits to environmental causes while also just by producing the stuff they produce being part of the problem they're trying to solve. And they, they talk about that tension. And I think that's an important thing that makes people trust them more, too. I have not covered Patagonia as closely as you have, but over the years, I have done a few stories with them and I've had the privilege of visiting their campus and they really do live by their word in so many ways. I was writing a story about the Patagonia fleece for the Wall Street Journal and how that had become a fashion item. This was before I was full-time at Business of Fashion and it ran, I think, the first week in January. So I was doing the reporting in the last half of December and it was extremely difficult for them. And I'm not a person who I try not to call someone the day before and say, can you get me someone tomorrow? And I remember I had given them like a week's notice and their head of product, I believe, who isn't there anymore, did jump on the phone with me, but she was on a ski trip. And I remember once I called and they said, oh, sorry, this person's on a two week long surfing adventure. And they really just would say, no, we can't do the PR because this person is taking their time. And being at their campus, you see that they have daycare, they have lunches, It's they are living their truth and they have boundaries, which I think most people in society have trouble with, but also, especially when it comes to marketing and the culture of fashion is sort of boundaryless. It's more and more and more. And so that is an interesting part of it as well, is that they really do keep the boundaries that they are marketing and it ends up reading as, as you said, authentic, genuine integrity, all these words. Yes, they're used a lot, but it does really seem to apply to this business, at least on a certain level. They're suddenly not flawless and they don't pretend to be either. They have plenty of challenges associated with being a big business, but they, as you say, live their values much more than many others do. There was some news that you covered a few weeks before the Patagonia news about Eileen Fisher stepping down from her role of CEO at her namesake company. I believe they hired someone from Patagonia. Yes, they did. What do you think the implications are for the fashion industry regarding the Patagonia news? I know it's hard to replicate this sort of model and 
you know, most people are not as driven by social change as someone like Chouinard. But do you think we're going to see a different approach to running businesses because of this? Or do you think it's going to be status quo? That's a really good question. I I think for the most part, things will continue as they are. You know, we're not going to see companies suddenly turn around and restructure themselves, particularly companies that are publicly owned. What, what, What Patagonia did is was really only possible because its shares were owned by a family that had very, very strong values and were willing to act in line with them. That There are very few companies that are in that position. That said, it, it does create an interesting template. It raises the bar that there are ways in which what Patagonia has done could be replicated on a smaller scale, you know, diverting a, a portion of a company's shares to serve as a nonprofit rather than all of them, for instance. That could be something interesting that we start to see happen more. But within fashion specifically, I don't know that there are that many companies that are so dedicated to responsible business practices that this will be top of the agenda. I think there are much more mainstream ideas around responsible business operations that have yet to really um, embed themselves within the fashion industry. Sarah, is there anything else about this momentous news that you think is an important point for listeners who are just interested in this company, but also for people who work in the fashion industry and follow Patagonia super closely? One thing that struck me in talking to people about it was that it was really momentous and it has really big business significance and and it's remarkable. But it resonated really emotionally with a lot of people. And I had many conversations where people were sort of saying, covering this topic or following this topic so often we're beset by challenges and constantly fighting an uphill battle. And for many people, this was just a moment of hope and it made them feel like there were people willing to take radical steps to find solutions. And that kind of leadership can be really impactful. So that I thought was quite striking too. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. It was great to catch up. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to The Debrief, produced and edited by Emma Clark, Kate Barton, and Eric Bria in the BOF studio. I'm Lauren Sherman, and I'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thanks so much for joining us, and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can join BOF Professional today with an exclusive 25% discount on an annual membership covering key industry topics from sustainability to technology to marketing with access to our case studies, live events, and iOS app. To get this special offer and benefit from 25% off of a membership, head to the link in the episode show notes or enter the coupon code DEBRIEF at checkout. Visit businessoffashion.com slash memberships. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 